Hello and welcome to the EcoSend podcast, a weekly podcast on becoming a climate conscious business. Every week, we'll be interviewing founders, marketers, and leaders who are championing the climate. The podcast is hosted by myself, James Gill, co-founder and CEO of GoSquared and the makers of EcoSend. If you run a business or are responsible for growing one, and you want to have a positive impact on the environment, then listen on. Every episode, our goal is for you to learn something and be inspired to take some action. Every single one of us making small changes and some large changes will add up. We're all in this together. So let's get on with the show. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's meet today's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the EcoSend podcast. This is episode one of the EcoSend podcast, a podcast all about our journey into the world of being a better company, a better company for the planet. And we're a software company at heart. We've been around for a long time. And recently, we've started building our interest in the climate and how we can make the world a little bit better in our own small way. So our journey into the world of climate is involving many aspects of the business from what we're doing internally to even the products we're working on for our customers. What we thought would be a great idea would be to start a little way of journaling that process along the way as we learn more about what we should and shouldn't be doing and hopefully sharing some of what we're learning with you because if we're becoming a better company the hope is that it's not just us but millions of others around the world on this journey too and I think we've all got a lot to learn. So without further ado we'll jump into the first episode today and I'm thrilled who better to join me on episode one of the EcoSend podcast than the one and only Chris who is our head of customer success. Chris do you want to give us a little intro about yourself? Thank you James. Yes I head up the customer success team here at GoSquared. Got involved in CSR side of our activities possibly I think around nine months ago, taking over the mantle on that. And that's been a really fun journey from that stage to where we are now. So we're really enjoying that and really enjoying integrating those CSR activities and that CSR element into our processes and increasingly into our platform. So I think it's probably what we're going to have most of a chat about today, James. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Good to have you here. Fantastic. I feel like already just getting started, there's already terms coming at me as a newbie to this, I didn't know necessarily even what some of these terms were. CSR, Chris, tell me, what is CSR? Corporate social responsibility, I believe is the strict definition of it. Which loosely would be like companies doing more than just making profit, would you say? Yes, companies, I suppose, with a certain responsibility to do some good with the quote-unquote power they yield or... Uh, Progress can always have side effects at the end of the day. And I think that's something that people are increasingly aware of. And that is what CSR focuses on. It's companies not just having this laser-like focus on progress, profit at all costs, but what is the more holistic picture of what is that company's larger impact on society, culture, the planet, et cetera. I think that's yeah. zoomed out. What CSR is focusing on is what do companies actually stand for and what is their net effect on the world, not just what they're producing as in terms of a product, but what larger effects is that happening? You know, there's lots of companies that in isolation produce one thing, which may be very useful, but may do lots of things outside of that, which mean they have a net negative effect on the world. And I think that's the kind of thing that CSR is looking into. 
Sure thing. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So I guess on the vein of that, then, since for as long as I can remember, you've been pushing the desire to do more CSR efforts at Go Squared for a while now, Chris. For you personally, is there anything that's driven you on that side of things? Is there any experiences you've had that have made you have that agenda? Because you could just rock up and do your job every day. But I know you do more than that. So where's the CSR passion come from? I think initially it stems from personal interest. Very much in another life, I worked as a mental health support worker. So this was supporting clients with certain mental conditions, helping them live as independently and as fulfilled lives as possible. And I got a ton out of that. Um, but I found that ever since I moved away from that, moved into tech, the difficulty has been, how do you integrate something which very much felt like a personal interest or an outside of work interest COVID as well was helpful in this regard in so much as I volunteered at a local food bank. They were allowed to stay open because they're critical services. And that was initially just a nice way to get out of the house. <laughs> you found your way <laughs> in a more noble way than many. <laughs> the pandemic cheat code for getting outside. Yeah. For a long time, I've really wanted to be able to integrate some of that. It always sounds vague, but that sense of purpose or that sense of well-being into work. So it's not just relegated to those few snatches of free time one has and, and CSR very much felt like that gateway to, to integrating the two together. Absolutely. No, it's actually really interesting to hear about that journey for you as an individual. And obviously I think part of my goal is to try and encourage that in each of us. And I don't know if it's too bold to say, but I would like to think that most people have a desire to do good and do more good, but it is often very difficult when you got your nine to five job and then in the evening social engagements, there's always that thing you haven't seen on Netflix. And before you know it, you run out of hours in the day to apply those efforts. So bringing that into the team here at Go Squared, I know I've been on the receiving end of how you've done that, but maybe for anyone listening, it'd be good to hear how you've encouraged us to do a lot more at Go Squared. I think there's probably a bunch you could share there, Chris. Give away your top tips. I think the thing I found at the start was it's surprisingly difficult to do good, as it were, particularly in this kind of CSR context. And, and you're right, everyone does want to do it. Everyone has that intention. Most people at least. <laughs> <laughs> but the difficulty always just comes down to the practical nuts and bolts and logistics of actually sitting down and doing it, especially for companies that aren't necessarily large corporates where maybe the nine to five is a longer working day or there's, there's, there's things which always have to be priority over a CSR activity and the difficulty I found was it became so easy to deprioritize sorting out that CSR activity because really almost everything else tended to take that priority. There's always something more urgent, especially, isn't there? Exactly, exactly. It was always easy just to bump that calendar reminder onto the next week and that was onto the next week, which was one problem in itself. But the additional problem was as when I actually did find the time to sit down and scrape some time together to look into it. Again, it was funny, it's actually difficult to arrange this sort of thing. I still feel like having CSR activities or for charities offering CSR activities, it's still quite a nascent program. And, and again, unless you're maybe a very large company where this has always been embedded for a long time and you have one charity that you work with for a long time, it's difficult to find particularly ad hoc initiatives with charities to reach out to them directly. 
I guess also for those listening that maybe aren't aware of Go Squared, we're not a huge company ourselves. So it's not like we've got someone in the room whose full-time job is organizing activities for the team, right, Chris? You wanted to do more CSR work is meaning you having to get off your back and go, go make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And so that then ended up with, you have that one alternative, which is, oh, we could just donate some money somewhere. Yeah. Which just doesn't quite hit the spot. <laughs> doesn't scratch the edge for you. Doesn't yeah. really give, doesn't give the team anything to do together. There's no real team involvement. There's no activity to bring people together to actually go and do some good together, which I think is one of the, it will probably come to later, is one of actually the main benefits of some of these CSR activities is sure. having the team together in a room or outside in South Bank litter picking. If, if you're just giving money to something, it, it does feel a bit transactional. And there's always that question, I think, as well of, where does the money actually go? And, you know, a lot of charities are better at this nowadays. I think Beam is particularly good at this, where I think on their website, they have a full breakdown of exactly where all funding goes and you, and you see a lot of that visibility. But right. I think there is still that kind of question mark around what is the money actually going to end up doing? So there's a couple of difficulties with wearing the part-time CSR hat. And really, I think the big turning point for us as a company and for our CSR activities uh, was finding OnHand. So yeah. for anyone who's not familiar, OnHand is an app platform as well, which allows you to sign up for CSR activities. They're called missions. It's great fun. It does a lot of that organization, takes a huge amount of that headache uh, off of my plate because it will list exactly which initiatives you can get involved in, which charities are open to food bank assistance. You can arrange team missions you know, like our litter picking. And that just really was a flip from pretty much a zero CSR to actually doing CSR yeah. uh, was getting signed up with with on hand. I seem to remember us talking, we obviously have catch-ups on a regular basis, and I seem to remember us talking for a while. Every few weeks, we'd be like, oh, it'd be really good to do something, it'd be really good to do something. And all of our intent was there, but the friction of trying to actually get people together to do something was, it felt so high. And as you said, when things are coming in and you've got <laughs> emails to get back to, customers to look after, things to build. It's trying to then shepherd the whole team together to an activity and trying to figure out what that activity even should be. You've got to build everything from scratch. And I remember when when you suggested on hand, it was such a game changer getting us from zero to something. And, and before you knew it, we were onboarded and well away with it so i think someone described on hand as uber for csr or something yeah uber for doing good for doing good yeah which is quite a contrast but i've been amazed at how it's turned like that desire into actually starting to do something about it not that this is a podcast sponsored by on hand by the way i'm sure there are maybe other services it's just we came across on hand and it just seemed like it really reduced so much overhead for you chris of organizing things didn't it Absolutely. And I think it brought things that I hadn't anticipated as well. I think the competitive element <laughs> that Longhand brings in is good. It's, it was a refreshing benefit as well to see the team leaderboard, which you currently <laughs> sit at the top of, which makes me very, very jealous. You'll, you'll catch me soon, Chris. Me soon. <laughs> I think what's also been good is I know we're primarily talking about the climate, but on hand, has a bunch of missions that are about helping in the local area and helping with maybe elderly people and people who might be lonely and just being generally, I think, just being a better citizen. What more could one ask for? I think it's the best paid subscription we have made so far as a business. 
I know, Chris, you mentioned one of our activities there, which is the litter picking we did. I thoroughly enjoyed that day. I reckon it might be a good one to share with others because there might be some questions raised. Do tell, what did we get up to? So litter picking afternoon was essentially that. We got together, I think, as a team beforehand. So we were working together in the office. And then essentially we got some gloves on, got some bin bags, went out in, I, thought, I think it was across South Bank we started. It was around Westminster we started and ended up in South Bank. Yeah, it's quite a fancy, fancy part of London, wasn't it? Yeah, we <laughs> covered quite a lot of London. And we did just that because everyone knows you know, litter is everywhere. And we strolled around, we picked up litter, and it was quite surprising, I think, how much we were able to pick up, even in an area that's probably better served by community litter picking or council litter picking. There was a ton of it. And yeah, that was a fantastic activity because, again, it was able to get all of us together for the day and out and about. It was nice weather. I don't think we could have really asked for a better first CSR activity. It went really well. Yeah, it was almost, almost too much fun, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a strange feeling to be uh, scanning the horizon for litter and running ahead of your colleagues. <laughs> Get your hands on God knows what. But <laughs> It was, honestly, I was amazed on that day that in central London, in an area of London where there are professional road sweepers and council staff sweeping up seemingly all the time that even despite all that each of us came away with a bin bag overflowing with litter that we had all picked up and a lot of it might have gotten picked up by a road sweeper a lot of it might have ended up in the river thames you know all sorts of possible places where that litter goes i was just amazed at how us as humans walking around on this planet each of us has different outlooks on the world and different ways of living but just in a city like London, how quickly the impact of humans is felt on the natural environment. It was just incredible to see and quite eye-opening. I think one of the other things that I loved about the day was that it sparked a lot of conversations with other people, other members of the public. Some people <laughs> asking us, what the hell are you doing? Have you just escaped from prison? Is this community service? Or uh, quite often. Yeah, yeah like, there's no possible way you would choose to go out and pick litter off the streets of London, surely. What have you done to deserve this punishment? <laughs> but then other people incredibly happy to see it happening and came up to us saying how good it was to see. And I'd like to think that we may be in our own little way, inspired a few other people to do some good there. <laughs> I think the overall reaction was overwhelmingly positive. You get a few strange looks, but that's <laughs> it's partly because people don't see that very often and they're just trying to yeah. figure out what's going on, yeah. why are they doing this? And yeah. for those who were comfortable enough to talk to us, it was overwhelmingly positive. Hopefully it does plant a seed as well of, yeah. you can actually just go out and do this sort of thing. You can just get some gloves, get some bin bags, not plastic gloves, though, as we found out. <laughs> yeah, one thing mind. we did learn was tools. Uh, tools are important. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it, it was it was good. It was very enjoyable, I think. And you're right, Chris, as well. You don't need too much organization to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Like you do need to, you know, if you want to do it as a team thing, someone needs to put it on the agenda and say this is when we're going to meet and do it and i think given we had never done that before having done it once we now are all sort of itching to do the next one so i have to thank you for organizing that chris it was was fantastic 
what would you say to anyone who said, you know, why weren't you guys all working that afternoon? Because we did take the afternoon off of normal business endeavors to go do that. We did. I think, well, firstly, we work very hard. But time off is necessary. And I think a lot of companies do offer these afternoons off, whether it's corporate team building or an early trip down the pub or a retreat. And I don't know. I'm always a bit suspicious of how many people actually enjoy those activities. <laughs> like, you know, especially like the kind of team building, forced fun exercises. <laughs> so this this is a smaller scale than that for a start. It's literally a couple of hours, which I think the team get a lot out of. I hope I'm not putting words in their mouths, but it is something that increases their own satisfaction of their quality of work life, which is something that you have to take into account for how your team, how your colleagues feel about the day-to-day working at a company. There's that. And also I feel like, you know, we should live in a culture where for a business, for their team to take one or two hours, you know, a month to do some good, something that should really kind of be celebrated, right? Rather than questioned. I think that's the kind of world that I think I would want to live in where it's it's celebrated rather than the kind of 24 hour, always on hustle grind mindset. So evidently we're a tech company, we provide support to our clients. So our clients were looked after and there was support structure in place to make sure that if a client gets in touch with a technical issue, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it is important for, as we were saying at the start, like holistic zoomed out viewpoint of employees' quality of work and their enjoyment of work. And if you look at it in isolation, it might look a little bit weird to take a few hours out of the day, but you zoom out and you look at it throughout the year and the the benefits to productivity, the benefits to satisfaction. I think it it really works out favorably. I couldn't agree more. One of the ways I think of it as well is what kind of team, what kind of company do you want to run? How are we in this place where actually taking a couple of hours in a month is so hard to to justify when Absolutely. on a higher level, it's not just that we're a company, but that we're, we're all individual human beings on this planet. And whether it's litter pinging or other exercises, I think there's a certain responsibility that we have as individuals to try and look after the place that we call home. And uh, I think that mentality is the kind of company I want us to have rather than, no, you do that in your spare time at your weekends. Well, that'd be great if you do that too. But I like the idea of building a company where it's baked into how we are. If you're questioning why we're doing that, then it's not the right place for you. (laughs) So Chris, we did our litter picking day. We went to the pub after to give us a little pat on the back, which was quite nice. I think it brought together the team in a way that I hadn't seen in a long time. In the days following that and the weeks following that, quite a lot has changed at GoSquared, I'd say. Talk me through what we've been up to since then. Any key things, any products we might have started looking at and things like that? There's been quite a few things that's inspired, I'd say. I think as a, a pilot activity, it was a real success because it could very well have fallen flat and then be like, okay, well, there's no more CSR. We're not <laughs> going to do any more good things ever. Exactly. Everyone loves littering. So yeah, I think quite hot on the heels of the litter picking session was when we ran the, well, sorry, we attended the on-hands dementia team training oh, session, which was hosted by Newcastle Building Society, uh, a chap called Jonathan. They ran a fantastic session and that was a success perhaps in a different way where I think we, or at least I, found out kind of for the first time that a lot of members of the team do have relatives with, with lived experience of dementia, Alzheimer's, et cetera. And I think a lot, of, a lot of people who are affected in some way or another came away from it with renewed perspective, with lessons, with a renewed 
understanding of what dementia is and how to engage with you know, family members who have an experience of it, which was a really healthy training session, I felt. So it was different to the litter picking. It was a little less jovial of like going out in, yeah, in the sun, yeah. frolicking around, picking litter, but it definitely had a, a lot of benefit, but in a different way. Yeah, it had a really deep impact, I think, on everyone. And I just remember after that session, not knowing where to turn or or what to say, other than I just felt like I needed to go for a bit of a walk. And it was very educational and informative and very professionally delivered as well. I, I learned a lot from that. Yeah, it was a fantastic session. And I think it, it again, it reiterates the fact that, yes, we're all colleagues, but we are also all humans and we do have families and lives outside of the office wall yeah. the recognition of that was was in a way quite refreshing in the right dosage obviously i think that session was was great and then through the on hand app we've been thinking about other projects too and going back to the climate side of things and the eco side of things it feels like the team has been learning more and more on the climate side of things i don't know if that's entirely down to on hand and a litter picking mission or other factors. I mean, a lot of this coincided as well in London with some of the hottest weather on record. And some of the reasons we were going into the office in the week was like, it was just so hot. It, all of us were struggling to work unless we had some air conditioning. And this doesn't feel normal. This doesn't feel right in London to be hotter than it is in Spain and things like that. And it felt like climate was on the agenda a lot just in those few weeks, but I think we all started asking a few more questions about what are we doing as individuals, as a team? Is there more we can be doing? And felt like that led us down some interesting avenues, which have taken us in some ways to this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, just, just remembering how awful that heat wave was. And that yeah, was <laughs> now in drizzly, rainy September. This is the London I know. <laughs> Got Irish genetics, so I just burn in the sun. But yeah, I think... It does feel that not just as as a company and our work with OnHand and the CSR focus, it does feel that there is this growing cultural awareness, I suppose, of what is happening to the planet or an increasing awareness of one's local community and any problems that are becoming more prescient. It does feel that, generally speaking, we are moving away from what might have been before kind of a, a laser focus on progress at all costs and nothing matters except the progress. Whereas now there is a general, more holistic viewpoint of progress is great, but is it sustainable? And progress is great, but what are the side effects of that progress? So it's very much something which feels that is happening outside of Go Squared and in general in culture and on my LinkedIn feed. I don't know whether it's just biased to my algorithm, but it does seem <laughs> increasingly so that that's becoming more just something that people are aware day to day and is permeating into work as well, because obviously companies, businesses are at the forefront of what can I be very good for the planet or quite the opposite. It feels in a very positive way, like there's a bit of push and pull. I think these things take far longer than maybe any of us would want. But I think with the attitudes to the climate, that there's certain consumers and people, uh, you know, demand better of the companies they buy from. Mm. And that demand has to start somewhere i think and most companies don't make stuff unless there's some demand for it and then i think some of that demand is pushing companies to do a bit of a better job and then as companies are doing a bit of a better job whether it's reducing the amount of packaging they're putting out or introducing less meat in it or using more recycled materials 
then that's feeding back into how consumers are making some of their choices. And hopefully that push and pull is speeding up and getting bigger and bigger to a point where, I don't know, I don't think we're there yet, but where companies won't even bother making products that are at the furthest ends of being harmful to the environment Mm. because they just won't get bought. But but I think we're still very early days. And I know as Go Squared, we're not a company that makes physical products, but I think ourselves as a software company has started realizing that we have a part to play, even if we're not a petrochemical giant. But as a software company, I always thought that our impact was negligible, really. And it was only when I think some of us on the team started doing a bit more research around various aspects of the infrastructure of the web and different areas where there is an impact. I think we were all quite surprised to see that some of our product does have an impact. And especially when it comes to email sending, the high volume marketing email, mm. when you think about the amount of energy being used, both sending out those messages and for all people, consumers around the world receiving those, while it's nothing like if all of those people were receiving physical snail mail, there's still energy being consumed. And Mm. I think we started realizing in the space of a few days, we thought we're the good guys and then realized, no, we're not the good guys. We've got some work to do here ourselves. So it'd be interesting actually just to hear a bit more about that, Chris, if you don't mind, what have we been doing on that front? I think it was really eye-opening to recognize that actually as an email platform, even though we see ourselves as, as a lightweight SaaS company, we do emit carbon. All the email platforms emit carbon. And mm-hmm. it feels like it's one of those things that's it's quite easy to ignore when everyone else is ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean we should ignore it. And it does take a company or a set of companies to make that first start to decide, you know, actually we are going to do something different here to have, as you said, that positive knock-on ripple effect where eventually, ideally, it gets to the point where people will only buy a email platform that has that climate consciousness in mind. Because at the end of the day, why not integrate our values and all those CSR activities and all that work we've been doing? Why have that just as something behind the scenes or something we do just once a month when we have the time? Why can't we build or why can't we maintain a world-class email platform but also be climate conscious i don't think there has to be that trade-off which i think traditionally you've felt that there was that trade-off with either you are a profitable business or you're a charity we don't want to be just the profit at all costs business but also we do want to be a profitable business where we're not reliant on government grants etc we want to have profitable business model and to provide a great service to our clients but the two don't have to be completely separate yeah so i think that thoughts now permeating into us as a business, into the mission and how we're reflecting that. To start with, in terms of some of our initiatives and our processes, and also increasingly into the GoSquare platform with the birth of EcoSend, which is really our attempt to walk the walk. It's easy to put up a mission statement on the website and say that we care about the planet or we care about the social cultural topics that we're actually now integrating this into, making it into what GoSquared is and what GoSquared stands for. So a few of the initial steps we've taken are really exciting. Although it felt difficult to start with, once you've actually started taking those steps, it's become refreshingly easy to do these kinds of things. So to get some examples, we've partnered with Tree Nation. Tree Nation are a platform which allows us to plant trees at various projects, mostly across Africa. We've planted trees in Mozambique, Senegal, Cameroon as well, as of about midday today. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about that. That's great. <laughs> 
Um, Just to clarify, it's not been us flying around the world doing this tree planting. <laughs> it, it, um, tree Nation have been very helpful for doing this on our behalf. It's a very good service, isn't it? <laughs> so that, that's been really exciting. And again, the more we delve into this space, you realize that there are other people, other businesses out there with the same mentality that oh. you know, we can connect with, we can partner with. And so we're really baking that into, for example, into our CS processes. When clients get on to case study calls with us, we plant 25 trees in the Go Square Forest and that starts by offsetting carbon and, and that goes to offset the carbon emissions that we're seeing off of the platform by those trees planted. So I think the plant we did today was something crazy like 460,000 kgs of carbon will get offset by that plant over the year, which is fantastic. And again, it's been surprising how easy it is to go and do this. Absolutely. I think just touching back to one of the things you mentioned just now, Chris, businesses often have this profit motive and then charities are doing good, but often <laughs> are struggling to find where their next money is going to come from. And I, I think we've felt that increasingly over the last few weeks and months, we are in this incredibly fortunate position where we can have a huge impact. And if we can channel our efforts in the right ways, then not only do we go and plant some trees and do we go and do some litter picking and feel better as a team and do our bit but by building a platform like we're building hopefully we can be impacting not just tens or hundreds of people but maybe tens of millions of people and if that can have some knock-on effects and i think it's incredibly incredibly exciting can't wait to see the ghost squad forest be growing too <laughs> did you have any final thoughts chris on anything anything coming up soon where we're going next on this stuff where you want to take things it's step by step we're integrating this more into the platform as well and yeah i think one of the most exciting things for me as a cs person and interested in how our customers are using the platform making sure that they're getting most value out of their own subscription it's coupling that with gamifying the platform but with the right incentives i think mm -hmm. a lot of companies try to gamify with with badges or with tokens and i just i question if people really care that much mm -hmm. but if we can get to the stage where we're gamifying ecosense to the point where we are encouraging best practice so users are not only getting the most out of their subscription they're sending better emails they're getting better returns on their marketing campaigns better engagement from their clients lower churn better renewal at each subscription date but that is also being incentivized with tree planting rather than a useless badge or a hamper of gifts of biscuits. If people want biscuits, they can go and buy their biscuits. They don't need, <laughs> they need They're not getting them from us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for me, that's the dream state really where it, it couples what I'm interested in from a CSR perspective with what I'm interested in from a CS perspective. And then it's a win-win for the clients where they're getting the most out of their subscription. They're getting the most out of Go Squared, um, the activation of their features and best-in-class email practice. But that's also having a good effect on the environment. Um, they're happy to use us as a platform because they know it's doing good. From where I can see it, it, it does seem just win-win for everyone. So that's quite easily the most exciting thing about where this could go, I think. That's such a good note to be wrapping up on, Chris. And I totally want to emphasize that since we've been going on this journey, often so many things you choose to do as a business or as a team, they can seem like a good idea, but then there's a downside. Whereas with what we've been doing since the very first litter picking activity through to working on the EcoSend product and getting that into the hands of more customers, there's not really been 
downsides. I think we have things to learn for sure, but it's been win, 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 winning for our customers, winning for us as we hopefully grow with our customers and then winning for the wider planet, which then uh, hopefully we will win. And so we're still early on this journey, but I'm just so excited for, for where it's going to go next. So on that note, thank you so much, Chris, for joining me on the podcast for episode one. You are the guinea pig, the one <laughs> testing this out. I hope anyone listening has thoroughly enjoyed today's show. So thank you very much, Chris. And obviously you can catch Chris. If you ever sign up for GoSquared or for EcoSend, you'll end up talking to Chris. But Chris, anywhere else you want anyone to follow or just get in touch on, on GoSquared? I am on LinkedIn. I haven't delved into Twitter, but <laughs> I'll be on the end of live chat, I'm sure as well. Yeah, I'm sure Chris will plant a tree on your behalf if you get in touch. <laughs> thank you so much, Chris, for joining me on today's show. And thank you for getting us on this journey. It's been, been a hell of a ride so far. So there we go. I think that's a wrap for episode one of the EcoSend podcast. If we do our jobs right, you should be able to get this podcast on all major podcast players. And as it's our first show, as we're just getting started, any feedback you can give us, any ratings or reviews would be hugely appreciated because every single one is, well, it's hopefully an opportunity for us to read and get better at this and hopefully makes us feel better if it's a nice one and hopefully helps spread the word and tell more people. And also, if you have any suggestions for other people we can interview, we would love to hear from you because we're really keen to speak to more people and every single person I speak to on this, I learn a hell of a lot from and hopefully... This first show with Chris and me has already been inspiring you to go and do your own good stuff. So thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time.